1: Hello, you spectacular people. Welcome to the History Ghost Bump Podcast.
0: Ghost tours for the theater of the mind.
1: I am your host, Diane. And this is Denise. And today you are joining us on the road as we travel between Chattanooga, Tennessee and Louisville, Kentucky on road trip 2015. Last night, Denise and I got to check out the city of Chattanooga and we got to take a great ghost tour with the Chattanooga Ghost Tours. We had a fabulous ghost host, as we like to call him, Kevin. What'd you think of
0: Kevin? Kevin was amazing. And the really, really cool part is a lot of times, if there's not enough people, tours get canceled. Well, it was only Diane and myself, and the tour still went, so we got to have a private tour with Kevin, which was awesome.
1: And the other really cool thing. Is that we always like to check out the little shops that they have. And this place is all about oddities. So we got to see some fabulous oddities inside. Including something, I can't remember what it was called. It was the something Swamp Beast down here. But they have four of them that they've spotted in the past. They look very similar to a Bigfoot, only more of an albino coloring. So fascinating to hear about that. Plus, they had a book sitting there. We love to buy books when we go on these ghost tours haunted chattanooga and we got to meet one of the co-authors of that book amy Petula, and uh i'll let denise tell you a little bit about that
0: yeah so it was very cool because i saw the book They're, they always have a black and white cover we always buy it so i picked it up and she goes oh i'm the co-author of that so we actually she personalized it she she autographed it for us and amy was fantastic we had a great time talking to her she showed us all the oddities and the thing is, is, she said that the swamp, I, got, I can't remember the name of it, but it was albino, Diane had said. But the thing she said, usually yetis are the ones that's white, but they've had like four sightings of white Bigfoots in Tennessee.
1: And she showed us a lot of fabulous ghost pictures that they've had taken on the tours By a lot of the people that have taken the tours, and I have to say, they were some fascinating pictures.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Diane. I think those are some of the best pictures we've ever seen on any of the tours we've done.
1: I think so. The only other one that I saw that was that compelling was when we did Outside the Gate in St. Augustine. The orb with the face in it? Yes. And the orb, the one orb that they had on this one, because, you know, orbs are always questionable. And people know a lot of the time it's dust or light reflecting or raindrops, something like that. But these were pretty compelling. There were two of them that were very bright, bright white. And then there was another one, and it was actually moving. So you could almost see, it wasn't blurry behind it, but you could see that it had almost a trail behind it. And the thing that Amy had pointed out and that I'd noticed is that it was moving in an upward motion. So if this was a raindrop falling or something else, generally it's not going to be going up. So that was great. What we thought we'd do is tell you a little bit about the history of Chattanooga. Chattanooga is the fourth largest city in the state of Tennessee. And this kind of surprised you, huh, Denise?
0: Yes, it did. Because I, I was like, I was thinking Chattanooga was going to be this quaint little cute city. And then I'm like, wow, it's really big. And, and we figured out it's because it's the fourth largest city in the whole state. So and it's very, very loud. That kind of surprised me, too. It was like, police sirens and all the stuff all night long. So yeah, I don't I don't
1: know if that's the typical Friday night in Chattanooga, but it was busy and uh, quite loud. But Kevin did a great job even trying to speak over a lot of that stuff. Native Americans were the first to settle the area. And the name Chattanooga is derived from the Muscogean words for rock and dwelling. And that's pretty fitting, Denise, because When we were camping at the uh, campground here, where were we outside of? We were right outside of Lookout Mountain. So it's very hilly here. And oh, is it gorgeous. Right now as we're driving down the road, it's just green, green, green everywhere. I've never been to Tennessee, at least not driving through it. And it is green and lush. And I come from Florida. So for me to be impressed by greenery is saying something. And we've just got fog that is coming over the trees. It's just, it's gorgeous. We're getting a little bit of rain, but just very neat very southern and the people down here are very nice too
0: of course because this is where my mama comes from my mom mom was born in lexington tennessee so tennessee's not foreign to me the Muscogeean tribe were the first
1: in the area followed by the cherokee in 1816 john ross settled the area and it became known as ross's landing john ross was half scottish half cherokee the cherokee would be interred at ross's landing and then driven out in 1838 by the united states government This became part of what we know today as the Trail of Tears. Ross tried to alleviate concerns and make the transition better, and he came to be known as the Cherokee People's Moses. And that was one of the things that we got to see before we went on the tour yesterday. Denise and I walked around the riverfront. they have a really cool bridge down there that you can walk over, which I'm afraid of heights, so it gave me a little bit of nerves.
0: But we got to see. The marker where the Trail of Tears started, because it started out of this area, and it was just, you're right there where where something very historic started. It's pretty overwhelming, but the really cool thing, the placard was actually made. They did a motorcycle ride, so for all my biker friends out there, it's the bikers that did a ride, and they're the ones that raised the money to put the plaque there for the Trail of Tears, so I thought that was super cool.
1: Of course, the Trail of Tears was not super cool. It was definitely a dark place in America's history for sure. In 1839 Ross's Landing and we did get to see the area where Ross's Landing was. There's actually a beautiful art museum that's there now. Ross's Landing incorporated and became known as Chattanooga in 1839. The location is near water and the railway caused Chattanooga
0: to become a boom town. Which and the we did find out that the Chattanooga choo-choo is not just a song it is a rail car that is here. That is true. During the Civil
1: War the city became a battleground. The Battles of Chickamauga. Chattanooga and Lookout Mountain all took place here. We didn't have time yesterday but we were going to try to get to the Chickamauga Battlefield and uh, supposedly it's quite haunted. I don't think there's any battlefield out there especially the ones during the Civil War that doesn't have hauntings associated with it. But that being
0: said stay tuned because this is definitely an area I want to come back to.
1: Definitely and there's a lot of cemeteries to check out here too and if it sounds a little loud in the background I'm, I'm hoping not because I'm using the condenser mic but it's the rain has started to pick up, so it's really pouring now. So excuse the rain in the background if you can hear it. After the war, industry took over and Chattanooga flourished once again. A large flood in 1867 overwhelmed the city, and a reservoir system was built to prevent future flooding. And we got to see all of the different way that they did that. And they even, we found out by doing the Chattanooga Ghost Tour with Kevin, he explained to us that they ended up building the city kind of up on top of itself because it had gotten so flooded out that they thought the best plan was to build up the ground with a bunch of dirt. And then they would put the the rest of the buildings on top of that. So there's a lot of, Buildings have basements and then sub-basements because those used to be the first floor.
0: And the thing that was really amazing about that, we found out these entire streets were hauled in by like horse and cart because they did not have tractors and bulldozers when they did it. I'm like, oh my gosh, the townspeople did it. And when Denise
1: says the townspeople did it, not only did they do the work, but they also basically paid for it. There's nothing in the records at the city to prove that this actually happened other than... Obviously, something happened because the city's above itself now and has all that dirt packed in. They didn't record it with any government offices because... The
0: people did it. We love that. And they didn't ask permission from the government. They just did what we the people did. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, my kind of people. Our city's broken. We're going to fix
1: it. So that was great. The 1930s saw Chattanooga take on the nickname Dynamo of Dixie. And the song Chattanooga Choo Choo by Glenn Miller was released in 1941. As is the case with all major cities, there are things here that go in the night. Being the center of battles during the Civil War seems to have left some residual energy in the area. Spectral battles have been witnessed throughout the decades. Old Green Eyes is one of the legends of the battlefield. He apparently is a man who lost his head to a cannonball. He wanders the battlefield looking for his body, so the head must just float about. (laughs) And people swear they've seen the Green Eyes floating towards them. Two people even wrecked their cars in the 70s and blamed the crashes on Old Green Eyes. The Tivoli Theater in town is reported
0: to be haunted,
1: and we got to see the Tivoli last night and take some pictures.
0: Oh my gosh, it was absolutely gorgeous. The high ceilings, all the molding work, like the gold leaf in the ceiling, absolutely beautiful. And the neat thing is Kevin is an actor
1: also, and he's actually going to be in their Broadway production of Mary Poppins. So we thought that was really cool. And he told us a little bit about the hauntings that go on there at the Tivoli Theater. There's a guy who, when we've talked about this with some of the theaters that we've done podcasts about, they fall into disrepair. They People don't love them for many, many years because all of a sudden movie, the movie theater experience changed. It wasn't like going to the theater anymore. As we all know, you go in and you just watch a screen up there, whereas before it used to be a real production. So a lot of these old theaters fall into disrepair and either get destroyed or you got to find people who want to restore them. The people in Chattanooga decided that they wanted to refurbish the Tivoli Theater and there was a man, one man in particular who helped to fund it a lot and he used to go and watch all of the productions that they would do there until he passed away I think Kevin said in 1984 I'm not quite sure on that but whenever they have any acts that come into town that perform or they do any theater productions it's always a good idea they say to say hi to the guy who sits in the balcony there that used to come and watch everything Because if you don't, apparently he still haunts the place. And, well, you might have some problems with the lighting or the sound system. Kevin says they had a problem with the sound system during one of their productions where it shut down for about 20 minutes. And it was all because they didn't acknowledge him there. He just wants to be acknowledged. So we thought that was very cool. One of the cool things that we found out about Chattanooga that had to uh, go along with Coca-Cola was
0: that um, the bottling of Coca-Cola, the first time it ever happened, to take it from the fountain into bottles was here in Chattanooga. And the thing I thought was really cool is that since Coca-Cola thought that it was going to be a complete failure to put their product into bottles, they gave them the rights to bottle it for absolutely free.
1: A lot of the places that they cover in Haunted Chattanooga, there's a, a place called Hale's Bar that is haunted. There was a steamboat that was there called the Delta Queen. It just left, and I remembered reading about this in the papers because there was a lot of back and forth about whether the Delta Queen was going to stay here or go elsewhere. I believe she's in New Orleans now getting refurbished, and she probably is not going to come back to Chattanooga unless it's just for a quick stop. She was definitely a haunted boat, ship, whatever you want to call it, and Amy showed us a picture of that, and right now we're driving through a canyon area where rock walls are on either side of us. Just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Still pouring rain. (laughs) So hopefully it stops by the time we get into Louisville. But the uh, picture that they got on the Delta Queen is a woman who seems to be looking out of a window. And all the windows are black. And it's even black behind her. You can tell the upper part of the window is black. But she's almost illuminated in it. She's definitely wearing some older dress. We got to go see the Reed House. And we also went inside the Reed House, which is the third building that's been built on that location. And it apparently has one room that is quite haunted. Room 311. 311. But you know what I thought was interesting, Denise, is once they refurbished it, they changed around the room numbers because 311 became so popular with people who wanted to have a haunting experience. What's the, the real number now of the room? I believe it was 313. Which coincides with what? My birthday! <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. The Hunter Museum is haunted there. Also, apparently, the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Is haunted Which I was not aware of Until I started looking Through the table of contents here And Lookout Mountain is haunted But we didn't have any Haunting experiences While we were there But they did have A crossing sign for Bigfoot So Glad I didn't hear any of those weird howls in the middle of the night, or I would have been freaked out good. Our our favorite location on the entire tour was one of the first stops that we made, and it was at the Hunter Museum. And the reason why we were telling you about the bottling of Coca-Cola is this mansion was constructed in 1904, and initially it was... Commissioned by Ross Faxon. He worked for the insurance industry. But Benjamin Thomas bought it in 1920. And he was a part of the founding of this Coca-Cola bottling company. So he and his wife moved in there. They didn't have any children. So they didn't have anyone to will the house to. So they gave it to their nephew, George Thomas Hunter. And he's the one that's really known for living in this home. He was a lover of art. He filled it with all kinds of works of art. And that's why it's a museum to this day, is it shows his, basically showcases his art collection that he had. And also, of course, they have other artwork that they put in there, and they've expanded it on both sides. And there are five different ghosts that haunt this location. Of course, George is one of them who's haunting the place. And what was interesting is we were looking at the outside of the building. There was one window that kept drawing my attention, and I just kept looking at it. And I don't know why at first it was drawing my attention but I just kept looking at it and it seemed like it had a little bit more of a misty foggy look to the front of it and kind of like when a, a window is covered over with humidity or something and so I just kept looking at it and he ended up telling us that that is the window that George likes to sometimes be seen at. The interesting thing is they've walled up all the windows up there because they don't want the artwork to get damaged by the sun So there's no way that anybody could actually look out of any of those windows. So when you see a face in the window, it's gotta be something other than a human being that's alive looking out of that. There was a great story that went along with it as well. A true crime story that comes from the house that was built next to it about a woman named Augusta. Definitely do the tour so that you can hear about that story and how Augusta came to meet her end and why she apparently is haunting that location as well. We went down to a Chili's whose parking lot is haunted because there used to be a home there. There's a lot of places there where that used to be there, that used to be there, that used to be there. So they've torn down a lot of their historic structures.
0: Um, Diane did say that the, the Hunter Museum was her favorite location. What I thought was really funny is we had to walk across a glass bridge that was really high up to get there where the bottom was glass underneath us. And um, Diane's deathly afraid of heights And so we got to the other side and she got through it But then when we were on the other side Kevin told us that the the glass has been Breaking out and shattering for Like they can't get it to not shatter And Diane was like oh my gosh So she goes I'm glad I didn't know that before I walked over Which was great until we had to go back the other way (laughs) She had to go back across it again And then at the very end which I had not noticed before Even though it
1: had all these Orange cones around it Kevin showed us here this is what the glass looks like When it's shattered and I looked over there and went Oh my God, I can't believe I even walked across that thing. He goes, hey, we cheated death twice, so we're doing good tonight. But back to the haunted Chili's parking lot. Some of the things that happen are car batteries there go dead while people are eating. Couples who are perfectly fine couples, not having any issues, they've gone to dinner, had a nice dinner, end up getting into huge heated arguments in the parking lot, not getting along anymore. And they think it's something about the energy that's there. They actually think it might be a portal for bad types of energy. There's lots of people who've met their ends there in not so nice ways. There was a woman who caught on fire there, and there's also a man who shot himself in the head there. So there's a lot of reasons for that to be haunted. Well, that's our little bit taste of Chattanooga from the road. We hope you guys enjoyed this broadcast and that you will join us for the next one, which we'll be doing from Louisville. We're going to do a live video from Waverly Hills Sanatorium. So... Don't know that we'll be able to do a live broadcast tonight, but we're definitely going to load up the video. So be watching for that on Facebook and there in the spooktacular crew. And eventually we'll get it loaded up onto the main website at historyghostbump.com. Make sure you check out that website for everything you want to know about the show. If you'd like to contact us, you could do that at historyghostbump at gmail.com. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Denise. You take care now.
0: Bye-bye.